welcome to episode 147 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Oh my god, for the first time in a long time, all three of us are here today. It's James, Jake, and Jack. All the J's that all of a sudden, if you listen to YouTube shorts, you should avoid girls apparently <laughs> um, <laughs> apart from josh yeah. we need a <laughs> the josh. biggest red flag letter <laughs> <laughs> um but there we are what a, what a way to start it um i hope you this podcast finds you well as always you might notice that we are um audio only today uh i'm with the uh the family just today so i'm i'm, I'm about we've got some stuff going on so um I'm not in my usual setup just for the recording day today, so um, I will be back to my setup actually very shortly, so we'll be able to do the um, Christmas special at some point. But actually, to be honest, we're trying to organise logistics of that at the minute, and that's going to be tricky this week. So yep. we uh, we will we will let you know if that one's actually going out, or we did end up doing a New Year's special or something. So please bear with us, because as you will find out, Jake is currently live from the hospital. I am indeed. <laughs> So uh, he's doing the podcast from a hospital waiting room, and then Jack's got nothing dramatic. He's just sat at home after having given his notice in. So we'll start there, Jack. Yes. How are you? I'm I'm great. I feel like I uh, I actually feel that like I'm just you free. Yeah. Um. Wait, can you not hear me? What? That means you took what? Anyway, you're free as a bird. Um, I don't know what's going. I don't know why you're saying that's when you talk, but because I am talking. I can't believe you can't hear me. Anyway. Um, yes, I'm all good. I'm all good. Uh, I'm feeling free. I'm I'm a free man, and uh, I just can't quite believe that I'm able to actually formulate a life plan now. Whereas I was just being, basically, I was just being taken uh, taken completely for granted, and um, uh, that's only day ending. They, they in weren't y listening. For you. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't listening to my demands or my requirements of I can only do this many hours a week and then I can and I can only work on these certain days a week. They were like, "Oh yeah, okay. Well, we don't have anybody else, so that just means that you're gonna have to work those days anyway. Because really, them not having anybody else is really going to make me more able to do those days, isn't it? So that's a big reason why I left, um, because they were just taking me for granted and taking advantage of me, full stop. And uh, I just had had enough of it. And while I can kind of go off on my own and sustain myself for a little while and then be able to actually pursue what I want to do long term, why the hell not do that while I'm still young and I've still got time uh, and all that jazz? So I'm feeling great. Yeah, you're, yes. You're only 50. Plenty of time left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm pleased for you, mate. It's, um, it's going to be a case of... Yeah, being able to get that focus uh, and focus on something now and as much as we banter we did have a long conversation very long phone call the other day um, so I'm optimistic for your uh, yes your future and you your just got to me, you so. just got to knuckle as, down and do it now <laughs> but as a wonderful parting gift from the from the elderly population that go oh, there all go. the time they yeah, decide <laughs> I've got strep throat because well, loads of them have been coming in with the coughing and stuff. Oh, stop licking windows. Lo I'm not. Oh, for the love of God. Uh, loads of them, right? I don't know what it is. We've had a whole pandemic where spreading germs and coughing on people and sharing of bodily fluids, that's a no-no. That's bad. That's awful. But for some reason, 
Three years on, they were like, oh, yeah, I'll just lick all of my fingers to get some £20 notes out my wallet and pay for £3 worth of shopping with this £20 note that I've got my saliva and germs all over. Yes, great idea. Well, you do realise you Jesus. don't have to lick the note when they give it yet before yeah. you put it in the drawer, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ, Jack, you're 24 going on 70. Calm down, you'll give yourself a heart attack. <laughs> this is, I, I just realised I realised after the whole thing how gross people were. So now mm, I just yes. carry a portable hand sanitizer because yeah. Yeah. I'm not. It's not even a case. Of, it's actually not even the case of how gross people are. It's uh, it's a case of like because I don't want to say that because it's a case of like people just shake someone's hand or something. I don't want them to think I'm dirty. It's not that. It's the fact that they've they've touched a handle that's touched somewhere mm. else. And yes, I have become a bit of a germaphobe since. I'm not crazy about it, but it's a case of like. I just always have hand sanitizer, especially because I've got a beard and I touch my face. Yep. Right? Yeah, right. So yeah. I, I, I picked up I one of I've... those, uh, like the key fob that you put on the handle to open it, kind yeah. of thing. Well, it's just uh, that, that's yeah. why now it, I, I'm saying this purely because obviously I meet people from the podcast, I shake hands, high fives, that sort of mm. thing. I don't want you to think if you see me then putting hand sanitizer on later, it's because I think you do. It's not. It's genuinely because um, he's only doing that if you're Leeds United. I, I, I don't. I get <laughs> I get ill um, at the worst possible times, so I just I just tend to be safe rather than sorry, and just make sure that I because uh, I randomly do just touch my face because of the beard, as I've said. I just always hand sanitize after I've come in contact with anyone, basically. Yeah. Um, but there we are. Um, it's useful. It is very Main useful. Maintain hygiene standards, please, guys. Not just because we're not in a pandemic anymore, but just, just because, like, we've seen how fast stuff spreads. Loads of people are getting ill over Christmas. Like, you know, be better. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's just important to Too wash your hands. Wrong. You're not you know. wrong, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let standards drop because the pandemic is not here anymore, you know? Oh, yeah. anyway, sorry, rant over. How have your guys' weeks the been? Only person, the only person lower in their standards is Jack. Yes. <laughs> there we are. Um, uh, how's your week been? Yeah, I love, I love how we tried to divert that as the host because yes. we weren't finished quite bullying him yet. Um, <laughs> but how has your how week has been, your boys? Week been, how has your week been, Jake? Oh, God, I am so tired. I am so tired and so... Yeah, so basically, Tuesday, little baby hunter came into the world very fast. Um, at like five. The hunter must hunt. <laughs> yeah, uh, but since then we've not been able to get either him or Sarah home. Uh, she's currently sleeping at the moment on the hospital bed. Like I said, I'm currently doing this live at the hospital because little has gone down to have some more medicine or something into a cannula. The smart little. Sh Decided yesterday it was a good idea. I'll eat the cannula on my other hand and rip it off my hand. So he's got it in the other hand now. Uh, so he's learned to let it. So you've but... not been on for three weeks. Yeah. Um, Do you know why? I know it's well. They don't even notice that. It... Yeah, how are we going to say? I was like, Jack, did you pick up on that? <laughs> yep. But I, I've Go been. It is hopefully, hopefully, finger crossed, the home today. Um, we're just waiting on some bloods that he had on Friday which they said they couldn't do until today. If they come back all negative, everyone's back home. I can start trying to get a bit of a routine going, but at the minute, we can't do any routine at home because there's no routine to be there. And to top it all off, it was also, 
my eldest now, I can't say my youngest, my eldest's birthday on the 14th. So I had to plan a little birthday party and try and not let Sarah have all the mum guilt because she missed it because she was in, in here. And um, she was also uh, missed the nativity on the same day. So she's feeling pretty rubbish about herself at the moment. So, uh, but hopefully yeah, everything so she'll that, be back soon. If she's listening, which I'm sure she's not because she's got better things to do. But like, come on, be good to yourself. You've just delivered a baby. Oh yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, call, I'll, I'll tell focus, you. Focus on yourself. Yes, she won't listen to you in this situation though. She won't listen to me either, but no. stop. Being to, silly. To, to um, fair, I, literally, but, all I turned around and said to there's other birthdays, there's other nativities. I, I made the use of technology and FaceTime so she could see her opening presents uh, and stuff like that. And it's just, it is what it is. We, we, we all joked on the podcast about it coming on the same day as McKenna's birthday. Thank God that didn't happen. She, he just decided to do it a day in between. I'm still going to be skint around this yeah. time next year, and you're going to probably have the same very frantic, very stressed punk as i have done every year but it's going to be on double the occasion because i've got two birthdays to do in one week you know because i don't do planning no we, we we did say this you could have picked a, a better time to decide to have a child but there we are yeah. um but, your oh, week been? fun how, uh it's not being it not not great lot of um lot of stuff going on um so yeah, generally don't really have much to talk about uh, this week. Work bits around, I guess, done, done bits of work. Um, just sort of like trying to now formulate a plan for yeah. Christmas because uh, plans change and things. So, um, yeah. Oh, we're, uh, now that's next week, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, fair enough. I've just realised. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, something to look forward to with Christmas if get it all um, sorted and planned out. So we, uh, that's what we're we're doing now, sort of thing with um, trying to just try, yeah, trying to sort of like because we because we it's this podcast trying to fit it in this week is going to be interesting. That's yeah. on my mind a lot because I've also not edited the extra. And I need to edit the extra because we had a really good extra last week, Jack. Um, we did. We did indeed. It, it will go up. It was meant to go up yesterday, but uh, I've been busy, so it will. It, I might try and get round to it today because it's. We said something in it that needs cutting, but I can't even remember what. So that might just go up on Phil. And when I say we, it's probably you. Dear, uh, probably is me. <laughs> I can't say, I can say you're, you're, you're very professionally trained and know what to say. Like you said, I haven't been on for three weeks and my professional filter slipped. <laughs> no, and I will say Jack stepped, stepped up very well in your absence. Um, he's so done, there you he's go, done very well. What's them? Oh, oh, I could cry. There's all right, so few right, far between, I could cry. All right, calm down uh, now. Don't let it get to your head. Oh, and fun fact for all of you uh, fact fans listening to the podcast: uh, Jake's son is named after Sheffield Wednesday Prodigy. No, we not. Bailey Tykadamata. No, we bloody not. Yes. Can you we not have this, Jack? No, we bloody not. I'll be honest. It's the oh, first thing I'm I just, thought I'm well, just Jake, being I'm a voice alive, of the. Sorry. I know it's the first thing everyone thought of. Bailey's been on the list since about May <laughs> time. He's got a low. He's got. A, he's got a low. 
threshold for goals because we hadn't seen many in a Wednesday shirt. So, like, by the time he was born, Bailey yeah. had two and he was like, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's not scored after that. Um, it, was just, it, just, it was a very happy coincidence Bailey Cadamarchi started to get into the team at that point. This is where um, I offend you massively. You've not double barreled it, it's a middle name, right? It's a middle name, yeah. Or it's a middle yeah, name, yeah. Because that that would have been where I offended you massively. I'm not. I'm not double barring. He, he, he first name's Hunter, middle name Bailey. There you go. You don't. Want, it, you, it, know, you don't want. It's, do one of, kids. it's also. It's, all, it's also know, one of those things. You know, if, when you eventually if, have kids, make sure it's a good telling yeah. off name. Because if it's got a good solid middle name, once you shout at them and they've got the middle name, they really know they're in trouble. No, that's fair. It's just because with, with you know, like, double-barreled names, like, mm. it's a case of I've, all my mates that have double-barreled. Granted, I don't have loads, but it's, like, medical records and stuff are tricky because they don't always, like, they put just, like, the first name and think the other one's, like, a middle name or something, and yeah. you just lose records over time mm. if you're not very, very Careful. specific on it. So, yeah. Well, the other thing of not having a double-barreled first name is you sound like an adult film star from the noughties or from the uh, from the late nineties, you know. <laughs> so that's something to avoid. <laughs> that's something that you don't really want to uh, have associated with your name. Uh, you know, Tammy Lay, something. <laughs> oh God, he started. James, he started. <laughs> He's not wrong though. He's not. No, exactly. <laughs> I knew he you were both wrong. thinking it. I just, I was just the one that said it. <sighs> oh. Right, let's actually get into the uh, the podcast side of this show. Uh, I hate recording on a headset. I do apologise greatly. I'm just watching the audio slightly get towards the clipping line and knowing I can do nothing about it and feeling like it. The professionalism in you is like, oh, this is not what my normal standard is. Yes, pretty much. Um, but yes, Sheffield Wednesday midweek played Norwich. I was live streaming this one. You were indeed. This was a fun you were. one. Um, Jake, I think you were watching it from a hospital. I was. So talk us through it. I was actually at home for this one, which was nice, but I was falling asleep a couple of times. But um, it was an interesting game because no, I don't think Norwich were particularly that good. They were just clinical when they took the chances. I think we started off quite slow. Uh, it took us a while to get into the press and trying to get going. Fair credit for Bailey for his goal. He got blooded when he got it. Uh, I think we all got a little bit concerned that he might have please, done something. Please don't say it like that. He injured himself and got and started bleeding when... He, yeah, he went. He went. He went. Rephrase that, Jake. He went. He went for a header, and as he went for a header, he, he nutted the person in front of him, and he got <laughs> his mouth all blooded, bled from the injury itself. But here's the thing: yeah. when was the last time we had a player, especially a striker, that would put the head in where it hurts and actually go for it? We haven't. Let's face it: we've not had that in a long time. No, the bravery and just the the confidence from him is. It's fantastic at his age. Yeah, and he's, it, it's one of the things I've seen some people go, oh, he should have gone in sooner. It's like, maybe he should have done. Maybe Darren should have seen him a bit up sooner. But the fact that he's in now, we can't talk about what's happened in the past. We can only talk about what's happening now. And the fact that he's found the back of the net early doors, so we're already uh, trying to see what he can do. But the rest, the rest of those goals, let's be honest, 
you couldn't stop one of them. It was a worldie. You weren't going to stop that. I think people tried to say that, or we should have done better. And I've seen a lot of stuff again at Dawson again, but it's the it's that thing of where I'm going. I still think if you put a decent little defence in front of him, he'll shine. There are times where you get you go to punching the ball out where I'm thinking catch it, but on a whole, no, it's, it's, it's still the Paris for me. Yeah, I, mm. I, go on. On a whole, you're summarising. On a whole, we were just unlucky to come against the Norwich team that on that day decided to be the Norwich that we know they can be, unlike the Norwich that they've been in the past. It was always going to be one of those cases where we weren't too sure what Norwich City we were going to get. And The you know second what? half, they were, they, were, they, were, they were the better side for me yeah. in that game. Um, and that was, that was unfortunate to see. Um, but yeah, we, we knew they had the quality and I was saying all the way through the fixture um, their quality was when they can turn it on. That's what they're doing. What Jack, what did you think to it? I agreed. I thought it was quite evenly matched in the first half. Um, but the second half, it just looked like we got a bit too tired and like fitness levels just weren't on the same landscape as Norwich's were. They just kept going till the very end and yet our players looked a bit lethargic to me and looked a bit like they were a bit too tired to keep pressing at the same intensity that they were in the first half. And um, it just it just also showed a bit of like a, a golf. I also thought a golf in actual player quality, it feels like we've got... It did feel like there was that difference of we've got a team full of the majority of players who have stepped up from League One, whereas they've got a team of like decent championship players that have always been at this sort of level etc and it just if they like jake was saying they felt so much more clinical than we ever did and uh well yeah it was technically just, we had four percent more possession yeah which was e evenly balanced we had 21 shots to their 12 but only four of ours were on target five of exactly so they scored with three of the five of their shots on target we had seven corners you know we we actually were getting in and around it if you go by the stats but again yeah. that clinical nature was the thing that elevated them as a team but we've actually got someone in Conor Martry who even when he's feeding off scraps can find a goal you know yeah. and that mm. was that, that game he just he just unfortunately couldn't find three in that one um, ironically that's what we've needed actually hasn't it that's yeah. the, the yes. striker that will find something off of practically nothing um, and we will and it's say, I really will nice say that, that like our own academy product stepping that. up to do that. Yeah, you know, we had Gregory at League One level that did that. So to find someone younger that can do that, mm. and he's our academy product, which we will talk about his contract situation a little bit later on. And that. Oh, Jake, I'm looking at this document now, and I am so glad you went back. You you, you had time this week, <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> yeah. I literally had time um, to sit down and do stuff. <laughs> it looks like one of the olden day ones. Do you remember when I used to? used to make them in the pa uh, back in the pandemic days i was like yep. we haven't one like this in a while it properly right. all together uh, all in the right place and yeah I, I was on it i this was literally like a like i think this was on thursday night i was like up and was like i'm bored i don't want to play fifa anymore so i got a laptop out and just started putting a document together <laughs> fair enough fair enough um moving on though to a game which i want you to talk us through again jake is um, QPR. So QPR came to Hillsborough. Talk us through this one. First half, I thought we were a little bit flat. 
I thought they managed to do a little bit better yes. job on us, to be fair. And you're starting to see a little bit at times where they are starting to do a little bit better jobs on us a little bit. And that's just because this team is still not used to the press. The press is still taking a lot out of the players. Uh, I want to put a special mention before we go into this to Barry Bannon. Uh, after the game, it turns out his little boy is in hospital. Uh, he, went to he went from Sheffield to Nottingham, then back from Nottingham to Sheffield, played the game and then back again to go be with uh, his little boy in hospital. He's now out. Also, special mention to Tango. Um, as we all know, he's lost his daughter and the applause for him and his family at that game was amazing and it just shows you how much of a Wednesday yeah, family we, we, we really are, are and then watching Dawson and Palmer go and find him after the game and just give him massive cuddles and just basically turn around and say we're with you mate uh, so our thoughts are with you but in terms of the game I thought first half it took it was it was bitty it was bitty in the first half and it took a while to get going once it did get going though you were like, whoever gets the first goal, you're going to be like, this is going to be a real pain in the backside because whoever got it, you thought they may, they may win this because it felt like that kind of game. The goal that came in from Cher, which actually eventually was an own goal by Diaby, I think he, it was unlucky because before it hit Diaby, it was going nowhere near the goal. It would go in. Yeah, it's one of them. It that, changed it, the dive. Like, it's one of them that, like, Dawson looks and goes, oh, for God's sake. You know? Yeah. But second half, I don't know what Sasha Lenza said because we know that Danny doesn't do the team talk. Sasha Lenza, the performance manager, does. Uh, but he changed some bits up. He, he changed it around a little bit. We had to make a sub uh, with Diaby going off injured. But it changed. The intensity came back. The press was there. Bailey and Patterson were really working the uh, keeper to make him making mistakes constantly, which is something I haven't seen us do in a long time. I thought at the back we were starting to look a lot more solid and a lot more comfortable with the ball and just trying to get forward. Yeah. Now, we lose Patterson, which it's now starting to sound like he's broken his foot, apparently, Ooh. which is not what we want. No, that's, uh, just, that's not. Yeah, because that's a long one. If I remember correctly, we had something similar last season around this time, which was a foot injury, and we missed that prep, we missed that intensity from him. And at the moment, he's coming into his own in this lineup with uh, how Danny's playing. Apparently, the only silver crack. lining is, is it's very close to January, I guess. Yeah, we can start getting someone else in. Uh, then Butley came on Butley looked good but then Butley got crocked as well um, looks like and, a season end of that as well by the way yeah it sounds Apparently. like he's not, he's not going to be back till uh, the playoff time if he's back at all and we, we all only know that because his uncle tweeted on tweeted it <laughs> um, but yeah pretty much we, we then we kicked up a gear we did that thing that Wednesday had done since the playoff final semi-finals they they just have got this ability to try and claw games back at home and away at the moment let's be honest we've got that we've got that you know for a while we've not had that no die attitude where we, we go down and then heads are drop that's gone that was there at the start with Cisco, but that's gone there's a real belief system here and you need to give credit to the likes of Gasserman, Masaba, Kadamatri 
three young players who were busting a gut to try and get something. That goal that Cad scored, I think he slices it, but it doesn't matter. He just went, sod it, I'm going to hit it and out for the best. Goes in and then that gets us going. That gets us properly that up honestly, running. Honestly, the confidence to take that first time as well. Yeah. I think it was a first time. Yeah, it was. Like It was. It was... That is what you just an 18 year old having that confidence on the ball in a in a, you know like there's a big expectations with sheffield wednesday there always has been and he mm. knows that but he's yeah. playing like he's in the academy in terms of his confidence yeah. which is fantastic right and that you three you goals keep now, that there and that finish shows that yeah three goals in five in it yeah three goals in five so it's showing a really good quality and yeah. then for the winner Bannon's determination after that first cross going in, which nearly went in, let's be honest, that first little corner he did was very close to going in. To get it back and then recycle it back in, hit the post. And Masava just loves a injury time winner, doesn't he? He just absolutely yeah, yeah, loves well, an injury time winner. My voice just broke there, apparently. Um, <laughs> but uh, the... Uh... The finish and the celebration, and I will say Fletcher was quite unfortunate not to head it in himself. Yeah, Fletcher was good uh, when yeah. he came on as well. First game, I think he looked really yeah, good. Yeah, I actually agree, yeah. Yeah, he, he was in this this game. So I do think we'll probably still send him back, but he's... Because um, mm. we, we've... But then again, if Patterson is injured, I could see us keeping him and trying to... Just for numbers, unless we can really... It depends yeah. on Danny Rule, doesn't it? It's Danny Rule sees him as a player that can come on and just do maybe that Patterson job. Mm. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think he's... To be fair, we don't know, like, what, a, we don't know what a Danny Rule player looks like. That's what I'm looking forward to with January. Yeah. Yeah, same. It's exciting, isn't it? Mm. I've got a feeling like we're going to have a busy January. I've, oh, I, we are. I don't think it's going to be a quiet one. It's going to be a very, very busy window for us, I think. Yeah, I think given Bill yeah. outgoings and stuff. But what did you think about the uh, QPR game, Jack? I mean, Jake's mostly covered what I thought, really. Uh, I did think that something clearly must have been said to really put a rocket up their backsides at half time because the the tempo seemed to be so much higher in the second half than it did the first half. But then I also, I, I believe it was quite a similar lineup to the Norwich game, wasn't it? Mm. So I wonder if if like legs were playing a part into why they were a bit flat at the in the beginning of it um but yeah i i just thought it's 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 really nice especially when a player starts shushing the home crowd done it like twice that now. chair was <laughs> and it's it happened twice. twice it's yeah there's been two opponents now that have shushed us and we've gone on to beat them and it's just really satisfying it's like i was saying on the last episode james that like i'm that sort of person if someone gives me stick then i'm definitely going to beat them at whatever it is that they're putting me down for, and I love that we're adopt that Sheffield Wednesday is adopting that energy too this season. It's like everybody's counting us out, but no, 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 focus on yourselves. Like we're only, what is it? Is it four points behind six. QPR now? Six, six, six off. No, we're six, six. off safety, six. but yeah, QPR. Yeah. Six off safety, but yeah. So, you know, I I just think people need to stop underestimating us because this is a, this is a different Sheffield Wednesday to the one that no, started I want the season. Them to, I want to, I want them to keep underestimating us. Yeah. Because the thing is, QPR fans afterwards still saying, "Oh well, enjoy enjoy League One and stuff like that." Don't realise that our form is the same as theirs, and yeah. actually, yes. you, you'd say it's slightly better because they've had win win win, 
loss, uh, draw, loss. We had draw, win, win, loss, draw. So it's like we had the two wins and yeah. blip and bounce back. I will say this. Game. I will say this. I would start Gatherman, but here's the thing. I've seen people say, "Yeah, who are you going to have to come off the bench?" We've already got the person to come off the bench, Joey Poofy. Well, he's, we... he's already yeah, training with the first. Well, maybe team. we could bring Gatherman on as well. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, but if if he's starting to look like he needs to start games. Because he's starting yeah. to get into that thing. But I understand people going, who are we going to bring off the bench because he's been crucial? Well, I say you just promote Joey Poofy to it. He doesn't have to be registered. He's an under-18, like Joey, uh, like Bailey. Do you know what? I, I know this is weird for a podcast because we're meant to have opinions and stuff like that. But you know what? Whatever Danny Rule wants to do, I'm cool. Yep, yep. I'm in that situation at the minute, like... If he says he wants to do this, that's fine. And I've not been like that with a manager for a very long time. And for probably no, same. Probably ever, actually. Which is weird. It's come in and just transformed everything. It's really I mean, nice. It's as terrible. Well, though, and if anyone's like... listening, Danny Rule's terrible, Bailey Cadamartry's terrible. Everybody can just keep doing their own yeah. thing. Right? Yeah. Don't don't down. have a look at us. Don't pay We're attention to our yeah. form or our results or our play style or our players. Go away. No. But yeah. Uh, QPR have a look at the ones that we probably us. need to get rid of. Yes, have a look at those to your heart's content. But not not yeah. Bailey or or the manager or the coaching staff. No, they're all terrible. They're all also, terrible. can I just say something? How nice is it to see a coaching setup celebrate every time we get a winner, like they yeah. do? <laughs> yeah. Well, we we are we are. The thing is, though, you've got to be careful. And this is the thing I am saying, like. Okay, I'm not saying this because teams will start to not underestimate us. Yeah. But because teams have written us off, right, the underestimation of the teams above us, right, where they think, oh, well, if we play Wednesday, we'll be fine because they're yeah. really struggling. The momentum that we will build off our form, that's dangerous. That's mm. almost like we're gathering the promotion momentum again. And I'll talk about yeah. that a little bit more when we talk about the table after the championship review. But we will move into the championship review because a lot of fixtures this week. The mid geek, the mid, not mid geek, the midweek mid -geek. games <laughs> went as follows: Blackburn Rovers two, Bristol City one, Stoke City one, Swansea one, Huddersfield one, Preston three. Not great that for them. Leicester three, Millwall two, Coventry one, Southampton one, QPR nil, Plymouth nil, Watford one, Ipswich two, Ipswich keeping the pressure on, Rotherham nil, West Brom. Two, Rotherham continuing to plummet. Sunderland one, Leeds nil. Not a great one for Leeds, that. Cardiff nil, Birmingham one, Norwich three, Wednesday one, Middlesbrough one, Hull City two. And then we move on to the weekend's fixtures where it was Ipswich two, Norwich two. Obviously a derby there. Preston one, Watford five. So yep. after Preston obviously go off 3-1 win, they can then get done 5-1. Bristol City won, Sunderland nil after Sunderland had beat Leeds. This is this league, man. It's mental. Millwall won, Huddersfield won, Hull City three, Cardiff nil, West Brom won, Stoke won, Swansea won, Middlesbrough two, Leeds won, Coventry won, QPR uh, sorry Wednesday two, QPR one, Southampton four, Blackburn Rovers nil. Red card in that. Plymouth. Three Rotherham, two red card. Ninety-six minute there. winner for Plymouth as well, which was very oh. much, very much appreciated. 
I think I think Rotherham are. It's, it's difficult to say without potentially triggering a fan base, but they are thirteen points, that, and there's no sign of resurgence from them. And they've just got uh, Richardson in, Len Richardson was at Wigan, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's going to take them. They're going to need to find that new, you know, new manager bounce and just get some momentum there because that leaves the table as follows. Leicester City are at the top with 52 points, but joint points, granted they've got um, a game more played, 52 points is Ipswich Town in second. Leeds 10 points behind on 42. Southampton make fourth on 42. West Brom fifth uh, with 36. Hull City sixth on 36. Sunderland just hovering outside the playoffs there. Yeah. And then at the bottom of the table looks like this. It's Rotherham at bottom with 13 points. Wednesday second from bottom with 16 points. QPR third from bottom, 22nd with 20 points. And Huddersfield in 21st just hovering over the relegation places with 22 points. The same goes for Millwall who are also on 22 points. The, the place above and then Stoke above them are on 23 points. So... That Tight. puts two teams within Ooh. six points of Wednesday that would mean safety. One point is seven points away. Uh, one team is seven points away. Here's the thing I want to talk about their form, though, right? Because Wednesday and QPR's form is interesting. So Rotherham's form is bottom of the table form, which is why I'm saying I'm concerned about them because it's loss, draw, loss, loss, loss. Okay, that's relegation form, isn't it? Especially when you've got so yeah. little mm. points after 22 games played. However, the resurgence for QPR and Wednesday looks a little bit more likely because it's draw, win, win, draw, win for Wednesday and win, 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 draw, loss for QPR. Now, if they don't if they don't bounce back next game, then QPR could be in trouble. But here's the thing. Huddersfield, six points away from Wednesday, two points away from QPR. Win, draw, draw, loss, draw. We're seeing the Darren Moore draws going to affect Huddersfield. That is a problem for them because yeah. Darren Moore draws aren't going to be enough because teams underneath them are getting wins as well. Millwall is even worse. Loss, draw, loss, loss, draw. They're the other ones on 22 points, so Millwall are starting to fall. Look at now, how many new managers are down there as well. Let's also just remember, we've had two new managers. Robin just had a new manager. QPR just had a new manager. Huddersfield new manager. Millwall new manager. Stoke about to get a new manager. Swansea about to get a new manager. They're all looking for that new manager bounce where it looks like QPR went the only ones who seem to have got it so far. And also, don't don't rule out Birmingham in that because Birmingham aren't looking great. And if they get battered tonight by Leicester in the Rooney Bardi derby, there could be a slight issue. Yeah, Birmingham's form's all right though. It's win, dr loss, draw, loss, win. So it's it's not as bad as some of the other teams around it. But then you've got Stoke, who were the team on twenty three points, loss, 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 draw, draw. Right, so. I would actually argue that we don't have a new manager bounce under Danny Rook because we didn't come in and he didn't start getting results immediately. He changed performances. Now what we're actually having is less of a bounce, which is actually what you kind of want. We're having a team with an identity. And one thing I said when he came in is, do we need a firefighter other than someone who's going to build because we'll be able to do it in time? It was very, very close. And yeah. it's still touch and go because we needed points earlier on. However, if he can keep this level of consistency and we can keep that form... You know, probably getting nine points from every five games as we've been doing. You know, that's mm. that's more likely that Wednesday are gonna. If he can keep that up, we'll stay up. You know. Yeah. 
but that's tricky it's tricky to do but it's he's coming into that end of it which is uh, I'm just enjoying it I'm enjoying I'll, it I'll say let's see where we are at the end of January because it'll it'll say a lot ju just because of what we've done in the transfer window as well and we'll know who come, who've gone back who come in who potentially left you know what they're putting a fight together and that's all we ever ask for. We're all we ever ask exactly. is that they show it on the pitch and they started doing that again now. It's very true. Let's move into the news. So, top story. Bailey Cadamartri signs new Owls deal. This is from the Wednesday website. Owls striker Bailey Cadamartri has signed a new contract with Sheffield Wednesday. The talented team has riven risen to the fore this season and now shown his commitment to Wednesday by signing a fresh deal at Hillsborough. Starting the season brief, uh, brightly for the under-21s, Kadamatri has reached... Has, I can't read. Kadamatri has been deadly in front of goal and reached double figures in quick-fire time in the professional development league. That form and prowess in the final third earned the youngster a call-up to the senior squad where Bailey has since looked at home. The Owls Academy product has made his championship bow from the bench in our home clash with Millwall and came on again next time out away at Burnley. Impressed by the 18-year-old, manager Danny Rull has put the striker into the starting 11 for our home games against league leaders Leicester and then Blackburn three days later. It was against Rovers where Kadamata truly made his mark firing home his first senior goal inside the first few minutes. Wednesday went on, of course, to win the game 3-1 and post three vital points. Kadamata has been at Hillsborough since joining as an under-9, signed his first professional contract with Wednesday in the summer of 2022 to, after two fine years completing his scholarship with the under-18s. The burgeoning forward has made six appearances for the Owls in total, five of which have been under Rull in the current campaign, including another starting spot in our 1-0 win over Stoke on Saturday to keep up the good work, Bailey. And since then, obviously, he's notched another two goals. Yep. Now, they were very secretive about the deal, but Joe Cran's done some digging, and it's a four-and-a-half-year deal, boys. Four-and-a-half. Absolutely. It's a good deal, which... and I believe there's an option of an extra year as well. Just the absolute great business all around. A player with, we were saying it, Jack, weren't we, a week ago or something, yeah. where he, like, if he's got his head screwed on, he knows where it is. And for the first time, we've seen an academy player with his head screwed on by the looks of it. So I'm going to go to you, Jack, Absolutely. first on this one, because we, what we were talking about last week. So go for it. I mean, I, I can't believe that it's taken us all this way until now to start doing this with our young players that look like they've got promise rather than letting them go on freeze to Celtic or, you know, get snapped up by a Belgian team to then go to Leicester so that we didn't have to get paid compensation in a little little loophole like that. Yes, great. We finally learned that the 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 the, the administration, I'll call them if as I did last week, has finally learned something. Yes. And it uh, like this can only add to his value as well. So there can't be any teams coming in for him to um, try and get him for absolute pennies and then sell him on for big bucks later on down the line. They'll have to pay us reasonably a, a good reasonable amount of bucks, so to speak, to get him if they did want him. And he's looking like he's potentially going to be quite a valuable player going forwards with if his current form's anything to show for it. So. I am just really excited, to be honest. I'm just really excited that he's actually committed long-term as well. Kadamashri, though, uh, is just like, I want to give... Oh, You've got to... If you want to say the other side of it, you've got to give credit where it's due. Yeah. And everything I've seen in the last month from Chancery, I have to give him credit for. 
Yeah. Mm. Even if I'm not it, it, fully it, it, behind it, it, or that... fully believing that there's the redeemability there, you have mm. to give credit where it's due, Jake. It's that whole thing where you've got the situation where I'm in the same boat as like, with everything that's happened, yes, a lot of the start is due to what happened in the summer and stuff, but he's he kept his gob shut. We haven't seen any statement. He's backing role with who he wants behind the scenes in terms of coaching staff. Now you've seen him, Danny gone, this is a player, this is who I want to stay in this team. We need him on a long-term deal like now. Get it done now because the player wants to stay here. I want him to stay here. He's playing 13 football. He's been here since the age of nine. Why don't we just carry this on? Now, here's the thing. It's interesting because I think it shows a big dynamic switch in how things are getting talked about potentially behind the scenes with Danny and Chancery. It seems like Chancery kind of had to go back a bit and just be like, yep, I was in the wrong. I'm going to just let Danny do what he's doing because he, he, he understands it. The fact that Danny's turned around and seen what the talent is in Kadamarchi, which we've all seen the talent been there for a good couple of years. I think there were so many times last season we were saying, why don't we just call him up to play in League One? kind of thing, just to get him some game time. And the fact that he's coming to men's football, not academy games, and just gone to it like he never, ever not played the men's game at all, like he's, a, like he's a natural of it, says a lot about what Danny's doing with him, and it's credit to the coaching staff for giving him that belief. But also, I think this is the one thing that we've got, which is a little bit the key in that backroom staff, is Thompson. Thompson already knows the youngsters, so they'll be able to slot in straight away. Yeah, and that was a clever call, bringing Thompson into the fold. Um, so, especially with his work, working with those youngsters and being able to make use of it. I just think Danny's just got big brain thinking, mm. you know, with with everything he seems to do in terms of that. and. Bailey Kadamatri actually becoming because we talk about a striker that needs to score we talk about bringing a striker in in January and I still think we probably will to push him but like mm. Kadamatri can keep on this record like get him even better service sort of thing but the, the forwards to be honest under Zisco and probably our recruitment strategy I don't think Zisco probably had too much of a hand in these ones because they didn't seem like Zisco signings they seemed like recruitment they, they seemed like yeah. an entire sort of signing Masaba and Gassimer like those players excited me when they came in and Musaba's doing it now yeah um, so Deji a front line of, of, of a front line of like Bailey uh, Bailey Gassimer and Musaba just like that's there's so much potential there because they're all young yeah yeah, yeah. you know in, 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 in an oppressing system they are the right sort of players for Danny Rull, I think. So I do think we'll probably, we'll need the strike. You can't rely on a young lad to save your season. No, right? you'll need, you'll need um, to bring someone in. Yes, but the thing is, it doesn't mean the new person will start. If Bailey keeps doing what he's doing, and he keeps scoring goals. It's just another option, you know. Um, I'm going to skip a couple of stories, basically, because we've got, I think we've got, uh, I want to actually use them in a different episode that's going to go out at the start of the year actually so cool. i will go back but following on from this i'd like to talk about this fact that the star we're talking about you know with bailey kadamatri 
they've quoted um, Roll suggesting that another Wednesday team in Sam team in Sam Reed could soon make the step up with Joey Pooty as well. Now working mm. his way into his thinking. So Sam Reed and Joey Pooty stepping up. What are you thinking, Jake? Sam Reed is the one that really excites me because this lad has already played men football. He was playing non-league. We, we talked about him in the summer, if you remember correctly. We were talking a lot about him because it was talking that he might get there. He'd been really good. This one really excites me. Centre-back, really... He's already quite a big unit. Already knows how to find the positions and get in the right places. I think if you use this academy as well as it's doing and we and it, it's starting to turn into another one of those academies where there's a lot of good players during the um pre-season we saw joey and we were all like he's rapid he's got pace he looked like he got he got that skill to get across in as well and then when he went back down to the under 21s we're all scratching our heads going hang on we need a winger why are we not using him the fact that Danny's just looking at all the things in the club as a whole kind of thing says a lot about what he wants to build and what he's trying to do here. Sam Reed and Joey, if they get promoted up as well, especially since we are looking at possibly some more defenders anyway, it could, it's the difference between having to spend a couple of million in the summer to still in the summer transfer window than having to have it there already and not just put the experience there instead of the youngsters, if that makes sense. They really excite me, these two, but Sam especially, because he's just, he's just solid. Yeah, I, I I agree. I like to see the uh, potential coming through the academy. You got anything to add on that one, Jake? Jack, even. <laughs> um, uh, basically, he's just, he's just young, energetic, and at an early age, he's already played in men's football, so he's already had lumps kicked out of him. And that's, I think that's the biggest uh, difference that between academy football and men's football that a lot of youngsters uh, often are shown to not be as good as maybe they were thought to be because they can't cope with the physicality of it. But with this lad who's previously played at that level anyway, that, you know, getting lumps kicked out of him and having to deal with big burly blokes rattling into him and all sorts. Um, he just, I think he offers a lot more energy at the back as well. He just, he just offers a lot more, um, like a, we've got a very senior back line and it's nice to bring that average age down a bit. Yes, we've got um, Bernard and Famuo, but that's just about it in terms of the youthful uh, players at the back that we have at our disposal. And the RB's it's just only nice 26. to have... Oh, yeah. But even so, I'm even you, so, do, do, it's do, just do nice to have... What be bigger than most signings for me? We're talking about academy players coming through, but you've just sparked something in my brain. Bernard signing a contract. Yep. Because he's out of contract in the summer, isn't he? Yeah. Apparently there yeah. is there is some talk that they are wanting to get that done soon. I would worry if he doesn't. Mm. I would, you know what I would do now, actually? I'd play hardball with him. And I know it's difficult because you've got a player performing and they're, they're going to want to keep their options open, especially if they're performing well. You offer in the contract, he needs to sign it early January. If he doesn't, we're looking for another person in that position that's actually going to come in yeah. the future to Wednesday. You know what, though? I think, I think Danny it, would do that. I think Danny got yeah, the, the ball to that's do That's what it. I'm saying. If you, can't buy, if you can't buy into this project of the Danny rule, everyone else is. I don't care mm. how good you've been. Buy in. 
Right. So we need to put the contract in front of him. And if he doesn't sign the contract, this is really hard to say when a player's performing really well and you need them in certain situations. Drop him to the bench and bring someone else in for the rest of the season. Yeah. And then he needs to show his few, he needs to show his commitment to Wednesday. And that's my genuine opinion on it. Anybody who's not in this project fully, goodbye. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And I, I might sound harsh there because he's obviously not shown any inclination that he might not want to sign a contract and something like that. But for him yeah. only signing a year's contract when he signed, for me, felt more like he was keeping his options open depending on what happened with Wednesday because he knows he's a player. Which is fair. I think, I think, but, but I also think, I also think that was the contract we put in front of him because we weren't too sure what was going on financially, financially as well. I think there's a bit of that then as if well. That, then if that is the case, then it shouldn't be a problem, should it? No. Even if he just signs another year with an option, but you know, I would, I would potentially look at getting him on a two-year deal. You know, like yeah, we did with Iorfa that time. I know it didn't go amazingly well there, but like, to be honest, Iorfa's coming back into his own. He's just unfortunate injuries. Got injured, know? yeah. Yeah, um, but that would be for me. Use the academy in the right way. Poot is one I'm looking forward to seeing more of because we've seen good flashes from him whenever we've seen him pre-season and the likes. And just this mixture of academy with it. We've been talking for ages. Everybody goes as soon as a player, why don't we just bin off this academy? It's because we've not had managers who've trusted to use it, right? And I oh. think the German system's a little bit different like that. The reason Germany have always had a good national side is the German teams use... They're academy as well. Yeah. 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 They actually and invest in it. They use it. They trust it. And like, whereas it. here, like, we have the managerial merry-go-round yeah. where managers can't come in and trust those younger players because it, if, yeah. if they trust the academy, it can cost them their job quite easily. The thing is, I've seen a lot of people looking at what the Bayern Munich set up is and what academy players or what youngsters are not getting in the Bayern Munich squad at the minute. And I know that sounds daftly like, oh, yeah, that, that's not going to really happen kind of thing but you also look at it a different way you go well hang on we did get Anthony and Deji from AS Monaco and PSG it's not out the realms of possibility especially if he already knows those people there and he could oh, I, could, I could definitely see some of like the the Leipzig money youngsters and stuff coming mm. in that's the thing yeah. though if we if we do end up connecting more with like the Red Bull staff we've got a lot of Red Bull staff and, and that sort of thing I would fully see that like Leipzig have got you know, good players that are a good side and players James, like what, that. What, what, what would clients. you do? What would you do with the old school FIFA head in you if you got like a young version of like Paulson from back in the day and he comes into the Wendy team? Oh my God, that's a flashback <laughs> to the FIFA career where it was the Yusuf Paulson. Yeah. Um, before he even went to Leipzig, that was, you know. Yeah. Um, but the... Uh, the way you wanted, you even talk if you talk about simulation stuff. Football manager, what's one of the first things you do? You set up an affiliate club and you send all your yep. players out on loan, or you become a young affiliate to a good squad just so you can rob their academy. You know, that's this would be the real life version of that. I always, on football manager, try and set up an affiliation with Man City because <laughs> why yeah. wouldn't yeah. you? You know, so uh, because then you just get all their players and then use their players to help you through the leagues and then use the fact that you've saved all that money and they've been paying their wages they love the club oh all of a sudden their contract's up yes they want a lot of wages but we've got this world-class player on a free yeah. it doesn't yeah. always work like that in real life but football manager there is ways you can do it and now i want to play football manager <laughs> um, thank you for that tip by the way because i i never really you've never that. done that so thank you no 
No, oh, mate, use your affiliates. So, so thank you for thank you for. You're welcome. Yeah. You know when you were saying how you're going to do it without a Wednesday budget, because yeah, that's City affiliate. Yep. <laughs> there you are. Um. Yes, moving on to another news story. So talking about, we always talk about sponsorships, the fact that Wednesday needs to bring money in. This is from the Wednesday website. Owls announced Just Eat partnership. The Owls are delighted to announce brand new partnership with international food delivery company Just Eat. The partnership between Just Eat and, and SWFC will kick off immediately ahead of our clash with QPR this weekend. The new link-up will see Just Eat become an official partner of Wednesday, providing fans with the best food delivery service in Sheffield and the surrounding area. Just Eat became the club sponsor, official half-time challenge sponsor, giving Wednesday Heights a chance to win back Just Eat each home game this season. As part of our collaboration, supporters can look forward to a range of unique competitions and activities, plus money-saving offers. Adam Long, regional growth manager of Just Eat, said... We're really excited to be partnering with Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. We know that football and food go hand in hand, and there's nowhere better to combine the two than Sheffield, home of, home of munchies. Crowned the best takeaway in Britain in 2023. <laughs> and a city, oh, it's such an advert, isn't it? And a city That's home an to a thriving independent restaurant and takeaway scene. We're excited to see what this partnership brings, but keep your eyes peeled for some fun giveaways and discounts to redeem your local favourites across the remainder of the season. Sheffield Wednesday commercial manager James Todd added, added, it's fantastic to welcome Just Eat to partner here at Sheffield Wednesday. We're looking forward to working together on giveaways and activations. Give it kicking off Saturday versus QPR. Welcome to Hillsborough, Just Eat. Do you know what's funny about that? It's that only a certain few, few people will get this, but they were easily, he's retiring now, but there was a CEO for PlayStation called Jim Wright, mm, still yeah. is the CEO. Um, and he doesn't play games. But I remember him saying, whenever he, like an interviewer would ask him what he's playing, he'd go, well, I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn by <laughs> Guerrilla Games on PlayStation. Whatever the latest game would come out, that's what he'd be playing. He'd yeah. say yeah. it as an advertisement. And that read just reminded me of it. Cause he and and every, every time that like, you get IGN or someone else trying to go, what other games are you playing? And he'd just be like, this is the only game I'm playing at the moment because it's so good. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're exactly. not a gamer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I would like money off Just Eat. How do we do this? <laughs> I like food. Yeah, ditto. This oh, one. and I think by activations, it means gift cards. Activate a okay. gift card. That, I think I think that's what that means. I think at the weekend yeah, they did tech. I think they did tech. I think they did tech max at the weekend. Yeah, well, I, I I unfortunately couldn't go to the QPR game. So if there was something going off there, that would have been it. Um, and what a game to miss! Well done, James. Um, but I was working. But yes, uh, I won't be working much longer on weekends actually so hopefully hopefully I will be able to make full advantage of this it'd be nice if on my seat there was just eat vouchers that'd be great yeah or just emails them um but yes I think for a long time Jack I have to go with you here because you're always bloody ranting about it bringing the money from the other revenue sources Yes. the club why does every other club don't do not it bring in revenue <laughs> why do we why, why are we all income. why are we always the one team that doesn't do it no 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 we'll now call this the grumpy old man section off you go jack well i just think it's really dumb that for the longest time we've <laughs> struggled you. with ffp we've got 
We've had like no income other than match day tickets. Oh yes, because ge because the general population of Sheffield are really going to afford central London prices. And no, like clearly other clubs are getting, yes, gambling companies, alcohol companies, whatever else. And fair enough, if we want to steer clear of those sponsorships, that's fine, fair enough. But to say that You've got your own name plastered on the front of the, as the main flagship sponsor and then are not using that to put money in the club. What? Diversify your income streams. We need sponsorships. And now we finally got one in the form of a halftime thing. Although I, it's a bit strange. Like, yeah, I'm really going to phone up Hillsborough and be like, oh, yeah, I definitely want one of their one of the burgers and chips from the from the concourse. Give me that on the just eat order. Absolutely. That's probably not no, how it's no, that's working. Jack, you cannot be happy. That's not how it works, Jack. That's not how it works, Jack. But I just, you know, like, if it means that we have to have a Just Eat thing plastered all over a section of seating on the lower tier of uh, Again, the Again, that's not how it works. Again, that's not how it works, Jack. Oh, Jack. my God. You just rant for the sake of it sometimes, don't you, lad? <laughs> Uh, Jack, well, no, but Jack, uh, do you Jack. remember when we had pucker pies? Right, Jack. When we had pucker pies listen, on those sections listen. of seats. We it's, not that, it's not that kind of that. sponsorship. It's a part. It's one it, of those partnership things where they will have a section where it'll have right. an ad on, say, the electric board. As they'll, it be goes on, they'll be on the advertising board because they're a partner, like everybody yeah. else. Ah, uh, right. Yes. Okay. Okay. I can't well, believe we've had to explain this to him. Just, just, just eat, just eat pair with other football clubs, Jack. It's like the um, the little thing with the ball and the like, the little car we had and stuff. All the clubs do that sort of thing as well. It's a case of it's just another way for the yep. club to bring some money in with a partnership because there'll be whatever we get through the club. I can't be, believe you're be having to explain this. <laughs> What did you say? Well, there we go. I can't no believe you've had to explain it to him. Yeah. But also, it's okay. No, it's okay. We're here to learn. Not everybody learns. It's good to well, have somebody who doesn't know because then people who are listening might not know as well. Okay, yeah, story true. time, children. Um, it's well, there we go. We've got another sponsorship. Hooray. Well, no, it is good, Jack, because all the reasons no, you've is good. this is what you want to do, Jack. You want to bring it right? I'm going to explain it to you in terms you will understand for your your generation, your age. Oh, here we're we only, go. <laughs> we're we're only four years apart, but there we go. You know when you like have an affiliate link if you've got a sponsor, so you get a percentage of stuff. Yep. That's going to be part of this as well, I would assume. So you will get money directly. So like if you were you get a brand deal, you would get that up front. This is how I assume the structure would work. I'm not 100. percent They'll have, they'll have the money in first, and then they will have, um, whatever is tied to the club that makes the money. They should, they should get a cut of that back as well, hopefully. So it's good money in terms of that. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident about the Cardiff game, which is what concerns me. Um, actually, Jack. I'm just in a mindset of taking it game by game, and Danny said that himself. That's all we need to do at the moment is just focus on the next game. Uh, and I just think we need to focus on ourselves more than the opposition because that's everybody thought... Lots of people thought that we, we wouldn't get much out of a lot of the games we picked up three points from, and that we have done so because we've focused on our own game and focused on ourselves and not been 
worrying about how others' form was, how others' teams are set up, the value of their squad, all that stuff. We've just been focusing on our own preparation and our own sheer, like, willpower and and determination to get the three points. And that's how we've got yeah. the results under Danny so far for the most part. And I just think we need to keep doing the same, regardless we of who don't, it is. We but... just, because we, we've got Coventry on Boxing Day, we just need to not give them Christmas off. And I know that's hard, but like, because uh, I think he'll want to because he's probably that nicer guy sort of thing. But where we are, let's focus. Let's hope they give Coventry get Christmas off. Their home record is 18 points. Their away record is nine points. You know, so it's yeah. a case of if we can turn up to Coventry, they're at home. They haven't had to travel. We've been working really hard. They've taken it a little bit easier. Boxing day, we go for them. They're not they're not as good as they were last season, nowhere near. Um, but they're still a half decent side, so we just need to turn up. But yes, boys, that, that's all I've got for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. It's been good to have us all three together. We'll try and do uh, we'll try and sort all the Christmas stuff out this week, I guess, because I hate where Christmas has fallen this year. It's just so annoying to sort out. But yes. Um, Jack, we'll go to you first. Anything to add before we wrap up? No, nothing from me. Just just keep safe. Have a nice Christmas. Uh, make sure you keep washing your hands because then you don't want to get some sort of illness over the Christmas period. Um, or give it, or give your own germs onto somebody else. Um, and there you go. Have, have a lovely Christmas, folks. And uh, Jake? Yes. Fair enough. I just want to say... Um... I echo all the things that the boys have just said there about Christmas, but also if you are on your own this Christmas, you are equally as valid. Uh, my love is with you. Um, we, I will try my best to get something out on Christmas Day, especially for those people in those situations. However, um, if we don't, go watch our one from last year. It was a laugh, but we, I will do my utmost. We've got a lot on this week, but I want, I always try and make it so somebody's got something around Christmas because you never know people's situations. Um, but yes, all all of our love and best wishes over Christmas. But that has been it for episode 147 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Take care, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. Right here on Dexterity Box. Dexterity Box.